We need to do that more often. Well, I'm going to introduce our um, special guest speaker this morning, Kaylee Clothier. Um, Kaylee is going to be interning under Heather um, next year at RSM. So, wow, what a special place for you to be in because we absolutely love and adore Heather and Josh. They have been here um, twice a month for the past year, filling the pulpit and bringing the word to us. So we are so grateful for them. But today, we get to welcome Kaylee. And you have your mic on. You need any help with that? So everyone, give a warm welcome, please, for Kaylee. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Um, I just first wanted to say thank you for having us. I, I, it means a lot that you just invite students you don't know into your house and you guys have just welcomed us so well. Jill, you've welcomed us all so well. And so I just want to say thank you. Um, just a little bit about me. I'm actually one of the few RSM students that's from Battle Creek. So, yeah, represent, right? So um, I was only like a 10-minute drive to get here. So it was a nice, yeah, it was closer than Radiant. So it was nice this morning. Um, so like Jill said, I'm going to be doing the internship under Pastor Heather next year, and um, you guys love her, I love her, and she's amazing, and yeah, I'm just really excited to be in this house, so I'm going to pray, and then I don't know if the kiddos are still in here, but we can, they can leave after we pray, so oh, Jesus, we just thank you for this house, we thank you for fellowship, God, and that we live in a place that we can do it so freely, and so God, we just ask that you would be with us today. Holy Spirit, I just ask that you would speak and that anything that's not of you would just fall away. And so we just love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. So I was thinking about what to speak on this week, and I actually came last week to hear my friend Tiffany preach, and I noticed the, the sign that you have like the lettering that you have on your wall, um, that you're saved by grace through faith. And I'm actually doing a Bible study with some friends on Ephesians. And so I literally had just read that verse, and I was kind of thinking, maybe I should talk about it. Um, but then I saw it, and I was like, okay, I guess we'll pray about it a little bit more, right? And so then I read Ephesians 3, um, where Paul says that he is the least of the saints, but he was called to preach about the immeasurable riches of Jesus. And so that's just what I want to do today, and I think that we can all say that his grace is one of the many immeasurable riches that he gives to us. And so it's like the middle of the summer, right? We just had the 4th of July. It can feel really busy, and um, I felt called just to make this like a morning of remembrance for me personally, but just as a house in this church, um, just remember the joy of salvation the foundations of our faith, right, the grace that was given to us, and just like you said this morning, just the favor that he's had on this house and on your life specifically. And so um, I'm going to be in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 through 10. And so just a little bit of background. This you might know, but this book is written by Paul. And some people, some scholars just say that this wasn't just written to the Ephesians, but because it was more of a general letter, that it was actually for surrounding churches too. But the chapter that we're going to be in today is an overview of the past, the present, and the future of every believer. 
So we're going to be Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 through 10. I'm going to be reading the New Living Translation. I just really like that one for, for today. And so it says, But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much, that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. So God can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness towards us as shown in all he has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. God saved you by his grace when you believed and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things that we have done so none of us can boast. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things that he has planned for us long ago. Passage is kind of long, but it's packed with so much truth. And it shows us that we are called to walk freely and radically in God's grace with thanksgiving. So my first point this morning is that I want us to remember today God's love and mercy. Verse 4 says, But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much. It doesn't just say that he has mercy and that he loves us, but it's exceeding. He loves us so much. There's so much mercy. And I'm saying mercy, but what is mercy, right? Mercy is when we don't get what we actually deserve. We deserve far less than what we're given. We see God's love and mercy when Jesus died for us. We did nothing wrong. We didn't get the death, the punishment that we deserve, and that is love and mercy. Verse 5 says that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. We were dead in our sins. We were slaves to our flesh, what we wanted to do. And then God freed us. He gave us life in Christ. We, there wasn't anything special about us, right? It was his love and his mercy that happened that made us alive again. And not only were we raised again, right? We are seated with Christ. Verse 6 says, He raised us from the dead and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. So we were raised from the dead, and we weren't just left in this dark, gloomy graveyard. We were exalted with Jesus. That, that blows my mind because I definitely don't deserve that. <laughs> I mean, it, and it's like our physical position on this earth is, it can seem like we're not <laughs> seated in heavenly places. But I, would, I wanted to remind you, church, this morning that you are, that you're seated with Christ Jesus. We were alienated and separated and strangers, but God, but God, in his love and mercy, he brought us near, and now we're citizens, saints, and members of God's house. And this change is incredible, and it's because of grace, because we're called to walk freely and radically in God's grace, because salvation is not by our work. So verse 9 says, salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so we can't boast about it. Salvation can't be of a work because the work was already done on the cross by Jesus. We can't add anything to it, and we definitely should not take anything away from that. And when Jesus died on the cross, that veil was torn in two, signifying that the way to God was open and that no more earthly sacrifices, no more works are needed. 
He finished it. He did it all, and he did it through his grace. But what is grace? That, if mercy is not getting what we deserve, grace is getting what we do not deserve. It's the undeserved favor. It's the favor on this house. It's a gift. It's based on the goodness of the giver and not on us as the receiver. It can be really hard. Um, we live in this culture, right, where it says we have to work for everything. We earn everything. We go to work and we earn the promotion. But that's not how it works with Jesus. He saved you by his grace when you believed, and we can't take credit for this. It's a gift, and it's something that we, a gift is something that we should be thankful for, right? I mean, personally, it can hurt my feelings. Not that I need recognition, right? But we love, like, we are called to be thankful people. And so when it hurts our feelings, when somebody might not say thank you for a gift that was given, and is it really a gift if you feel like you owe the person something in return for giving it? No. That person did it. He gave the gift because they love you, and it was generous. My grandma, she constantly, she's amazing, and she loves to do things for me. She loves to give, 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 and I constantly have to be like, Grandma, please, no. Like, <laughs> you're, like, please don't. Like, I don't want you to keep giving to me. And she always says, she says, Kaylee, you're taking away my blessing. She just wants me to say thank you. She doesn't want something in return. She wants my love, right? Like she wants my love. She want, she, maybe she wants a thank you, but she's not expecting me to do something in return. So when I try and pay her back for the coffee that she bought me, she's like, you're taking away my blessing. And so grace should give us this confidence before God that he gives us what we don't deserve, motivation to love him with our, all of our strength, but also gratitude because we were receiving more than we deserve. And it's got me thinking, like, how often do I take for granted God's grace and the undeserved favor that's on my life? Um, you know, how often do I really go, like, I, I'm getting so caught up in this summer of just going, 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 and it's how often do I really think about the grace that he gave me for salvation and the grace that I see every day I was really hit with this this week when uh, it's been an interesting week. I got sun poisoning, so that was great. And then, um, like, a couple days later, I got a flat tire. And, um, but praise God, because I had two kids in my car. I had been driving them around all day long. Um, I had just filled up my tire because my tire light kept coming on. I knew I needed new tires. And I filled it up, was driving around all day, come home, park my car, and the tire goes flat when I come home. And I was just like, oh my goodness, thank you, Jesus, that I didn't have these children in my car, right? Like, I did not deserve that. That was his favor on my life. And I was like, oh, wow, like, how often do I notice those things? Like, this was a big thing that God did in my life by not letting that go flat when I was on the highway coming home from Kalamazoo with children in my car. But how often do I miss the little things? Grace should incite gratitude. And so I wanted to challenge all of us today to be more active in our gratitude. I'm not saying that you're not grateful, but what it, would it look like if we stepped into a time this week where we really meditated on God's grace over us in his salvation, the undeserved favor and blessing that he has shown us over our life? Sometimes I get caught up in all these things, and 
I mentioned before, it can, sometimes it can be like I get apathetic um, to what Jesus did. And I really noticed that this year. I don't know how much you guys know, but we have a prayer room in Kalamazoo, and we experienced just God meeting us in a really special way this year. And when this was happening, um, I was just like, you are so holy. Like, I was all of a sudden just hit with how great and awesome he is. Um, but then it kind of turned the mirror on me, right? And I'm like, ooh, I am not, you know? Like, I am definitely not. And um, I, like, the sin in my life merited such judgment and punishment. Like, even the little things, I'm like, wow, like, saying that yesterday, that was just not that nice. And that, like, man, I deserve, like, that's a sin right there in itself. And so I kind of got come in with got hit with some shame and condemnation from the enemy, um, but God reminded me and revealed to me the true measure of grace that he has given and still gives to me each day, that it was not a one-and-done kind of grace, you know, like a flash one-day sale where you can only get it this day and this day only. Um, it's a free gift every day, and, but I needed to receive it. I learned that to really value the cross and the grace and the favor that he's showing me on in my life, I need to not only recognize myself as a sinner, but recognize God as my Savior and the great gift giver that he is, that his grace is more than enough. And I realized that even though I was a sinner, that I was made new in Christ, and I was a masterpiece. Which leads me to my next point, that we are called to walk freely and radically in God's grace because you, today, I want you to remember that you are God's masterpiece and you are made new. Verse 10 says this, that we are new in Christ, that we are a workmanship. Some, some translations say workmanship, some say masterpiece, but really Paul is comparing us to artwork. In Greek, this word is poema, which we get the word poem for, and it's basically saying we're a poem God wrote long ago, that Christ then formed you and made you, and now you're living out the good works that God prepared beforehand for you to do. There was so much intentional planning going on behind the scenes. His love and his mercy, they're so rich, and his grace is free. And then from that, he makes us this new creation, a new masterpiece. But we're called to walk freely and radically in this grace because God has already has works prepared for us, just like you mentioned this morning. I wanted to... My last point is that I want us to remember this morning that there are works that God has set out for you to walk in. Verse 10 says, So we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. These are not salvation-earning works. It's such a, it seems like such a contradictory verse, right? You're saved by grace through faith, but now there's works for you to do. These don't earn your salvation, but they're good things that he wants to partner with you. Receiving this gift of grace means living with and for God in a new way. He put purpose and love and design in, in his design, and your good works are what a part of what he prepared for you beforehand. And our responsibility, like the verse says, is to walk in them. So I was really, I got stuck on this word walk, right? Like when you think about walk, Nobody can make you walk. Like, I have to choose myself to walk. 
someone could push me in a wheelchair, but that's not me walking. If I'm like limp and someone's dragging me along the floor, like I might be moving, but I'm definitely not walking. And if someone pulls me, pulls my hand and drags me along, like that's great, but I still have to make my legs move, right? This is our call. There is a choice to walk in the gifts that he has, the gifts and the plans that he has set out for you. And I want, I just felt a strong call just to speak over each of you that there is a plan for you. Whether you're five or 85, God has a plan for you right now that there's a reason that you're here. And I, I just, he still has plans for you. And he has plans for this church. His love and his mercy are so great that he saved us, but that's not the end. He, he made us alive in Christ, but that's not the end. We get to walk with him, and there's things that he set out for us to do. Maybe you feel like you're stuck, or you feel like he doesn't have anything for you, or you can't hear what he's asking you to do, or like there's nothing left for you to do. I'm here to tell you that there is, that you can, I want you to pray and ask him. That's a given, but ask others to pray too. And I want to encourage you to reflect on the passions, the gifts, and the desires that God has put on your life that he's already used you in or things that you're walking in right now because I believe that he is using each of you and he has special plans to use you going forward because you were called to walk freely and radically in this grace that was given to us and in thanksgiving for it. So today, I want you to remember God's love and mercy. Remember that your salvation is not by works, but by grace, that you are God's masterpiece, and that he has work set out for you. These might seem like basic things, especially if you've been coming to church for a long time, but sometimes we need to go back to the basics, and we need to be reminded of why we're here and what he did and meditate on why we can't, why we're coming here in the first place, right? And so I just wanted to take a minute and remind you of that. I feel like there's, there's been such a grace over this church. Just like you said, I was, I was praying this morning, and um, I might not know you um, very well or this church, but I know that he's a God of history, and I just felt like he wanted to remind you of the ways that he has shown grace and favor in your life and in this church in the things that he has called you to do, even today and tomorrow. So would you bow your heads and pray with me? God, we just thank you for your grace and your love and your mercy, God. If you would, would you just say in your own words, thank you? Thank you, Jesus, for your grace and your mercy and your love over my life. God, thank you that each one of us are a masterpiece, that we are made new in you, that your grace is something that we experience at salvation, but you continue to freely give it to us. God, we just ask that you would show us what you want us to do. What are the works that you have set out for us to do? Just take a minute and ask the Lord, what would you have of me today? What are the things that you are asking me to do? Maybe it's a friend that comes to mind. Or maybe it's just the faith and the strength that you're having after a surgery. God, I just ask for a grace over this church. Grace over each person, Lord. Would you give them just 
supernatural eyes and ears to hear what you are asking them to do, and that this church would be marked, continued to be marked by radical obedience, Jesus. Lord, we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.